Hey, uh, thanks for listening to the Nick and Big J podcast. We appreciate it. And you know what? It's brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been in an accident, well, call The Advocates. 208-471-4444. Decided to sleep in? Missed your favorite morning show? Yeah, don't worry. It's the Morning After Podcast with Nick and Big J. Presented by Treasure Valley Subaru, Idaho Center's premier pre-owned superstore. With their pre-owned personal shopper, your requests will be personally handled by their team of salespeople, sales managers, and vehicle buyers, meaning you got someone looking out for you the whole way. And with easy-peasy loan approval, they've got you taken care of in a way that doesn't require a social security number or trigger a credit inquiry. So go check them out, Treasure Valley Subaru at the Idaho Center. Now, for Nick and Big J. Take it away, boys. What up, players? It's the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome to Wednesday, Big J. We're already somehow halfway through the first week of the year. Yeah, weird. It is the fourth day of January, 2023. My name is Nick. There's Big J right over there. As we set the table for a Wednesday morning, we present this to you in the following ways. Number one, multiple chances for you to get concert tickets over the course of the program today. Hopefully, uh, if you're looking forward to a show in the new year, we got you covered. That's going to happen a couple of times over today. Big J has a movie review for you. He sat down last night and watched the Netflix film El Invitacion. And we'll see if it's any good. If the Invitation, if you don't uh, understand what he just said. If uh, is, it, uh, is it a horror movie like they, uh, they made it seem? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. I'm trying to figure out from the plot description how that can be a horror movie, which I guess we'll get into in the yes, review. Yes, we'll get into that. Because uh, it seems fairly friendly. With the whole, uh, you know, Netflix plot description, which is a young woman finds she has family across the sea, gets invited to a fancy wedding, and the host she's attracted to, and then finds out she's got family secrets. But maybe it involves monsters? Question mark? Or something to that effect to make it a horror film. But we'll find out from Big J a little bit later on this hour. And on top of that, all sorts of other cool things on the agenda for your Wednesday. But let's get started with some music on this show, as we tend to do from time to time. Chili Peppers are going to kick things off here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J on the X Rocks. Big J. Serious question for you, Big J. How does it feel? How does it feel knowing that you, Big J, paying less per gallon for gas than almost anywhere else in the country right now. It feels, it feels like uh, that'll change in like three months. <laughs> we'll catch up. Yep. That's exactly it's like a it. weird wave that we go through here. I know drivers are paying some of the lowest prices in over a year and some of the lowest prices in the country. But thanks to winter weather and year-end travel, uh, the price of Phillips are rising in other parts of the country. And yes, Big Jay's right. It will get here eventually. But according to AAA... The average price is about $3.43. That's $0.04 cents less than a week ago, $0.54 cents less than a month ago. And we are doing a lot better than a lot of the states. We're about 7th place right now in the country in gas prices, which is pretty nice. Uh, the most expensive gas, Big J. Any guess what traditionally, however, is it's really easy when you think about it. Yeah. The most expensive gas in the country? California. Uh, no, not even we're close. It's, there's there's oh. another place that's 17 cents a gallon more expensive. Alaska. Uh, Hawaii. No, Hawaii. 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 Hawaii number one. Uh, by a long shot. They've been over $5 a gallon for uh, basically three years now at this point. California is second at four forty-three. Then you go to Nevada, then Washington, then Oregon, then Alaska. Uh, but we're pretty far down the list usually, and we're right around those states. So feels pretty nice to be in that area. But Big J's right. It's going to go up, so enjoy it while you can. Got to give it up to NFL fans across the country. DeMar Hamlin wanted to raise some money online for needy kids. Now, the, what people aren't talking about, which is pretty interesting, was this online GoFundMe that they found was actually from three years ago. Uh, he put it together uh, as he was getting ready to jump to the NFL, and it just kind of stayed up while his charity also took legs. But it was the only place you could find to donate. And so what everybody did was they found that link, and they went on there, and they started giving and giving and giving to a, a charity link that was three years old. And now it's up to over $5 million that has been raised for this particular charity when he had started with a goal of 2500 which is pretty awesome. No, by the way, that number is still crawling with pretty much every second that passes. So uh, the people have answered the call for DeMar Hamlin. We're still thinking about him. 
as he is struggling for his life there in Cincinnati. There are some updates, whereas uh, we found out that he had to actually be resuscitated twice, once on the field, once when he got to the hospital, which is never good. But uh, he does apparently are off the breathing machines, but he's still kind of under, and we're not sure what's going to happen. He's still in critical condition, so expect updates to be given. Uh, NFL did officially say there is no remake set up for the Bills Bengals date, so I don't know what's going to happen, guys. I also, don't know. what do we do for the morning after fantasy football? Every league? fantasy football yeah, league. I you're, don't. You're I don't the know. Commissioner. Well, you yes, have to make a decision. <laughs> if it were All up to the me, pressure is on you. If it were up to me, it would be starting over with Week 18 as the actual. Uh, <sighs> well, I mean, what can you do? I know. I, I don't know. And so I don't know, <laughs> but I mean, not it's not it's not my call. It's not like they're giving me options. We have to pretty much default to whatever NFL.com decides to do, as with every other uh, and, you know league and, out and there. a stupid conversation, right? You know what I mean? <laughs> and ultimately, in the big picture, right. right? But one that has to be had amongst yeah, everybody. There's there's some serious prizes up for grabs in this thing, and I'm sure there's a lot of serious prizes in a lot of leagues. But yes, I, I'm also thinking that's probably not exactly high on people's priorities. But then again, Big J, neither you or I are in the Super Bowl, so not nothing, not something yeah, have, we have, have to worry about. Have you heard from JJ or Steve? No, I no. haven't heard a, a peep. So uh, they obviously are Good rolling with the punches as well. Uh, Al Roker is coming back to the Today Show, Big J. Set your DVR. Do you still have one of those? Uh, on Tuesday, uh, they announced that Al Roker will be turning to the show later this week. And so that's Isn't it good this news. morning? Uh, it could very well be. He said that they said on this clip that, that he'll definitely be there Friday. Uh, so that much we know. I don't know if he's actually in there in the studio this morning. So there's that. But he did leave the show temporarily in November. He had to be hospitalized because he had a bunch of blood clots in his legs and his lungs. They got that figured out. And now uh, America's favorite weatherman returning to work, Big J. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your first round of important stuff. That is Star Set and Breaking Benjamin teaming up for that one, waiting on the sky to change here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. And I'm not sure if it's the algorithm or if it's just because of things that happened here in the studio yesterday. But as I was trolling around last night looking for something to talk about, did you see the story about the McDonald's in Japan? No. Okay, so what did you get me for a Christmas present yesterday, Big Jim? I got you a UV cleaner for your uh, your devices. McDonald's in Japan has just announced that they are installing in every single McDonald's in Japan a phone sanitizer for customers to use as they come in and use the restaurant for whatever business they want to use it for. They're installing a bunch of what's called whooshes. It is a sanitizer for your phone that can do so via ultraviolet light in about 30 seconds. Basically, what happens is you go into a bathroom, the phone will go into a slot right next to the sink, it's eased down into the sanitizing machine, the lid will close, ultraviolet lights come on, and the phone is sent up back to the owner to retrieve in a matter of 30 seconds, which is pretty impressive. And your cell phone is completely and 100% clean, and just in case you're curious, according to the University of Arizona, Big J, uh, cell phones have about 10 times the number of germs and bacteria on them as the toilet in which you go pee pee and poo poo into it. So that will give you an idea how gross our phones are and why these things are happening. Of course, Japan and other parts of that particular world are dealing again with yet another COVID outbreak and a different strain this time. So they're trying to do everything they can to make sure their customers are as happy and as safe as possible. And this is one of the things. They feel like this could be a game changer for them. Now, of course, I don't know what the last time was I was in a McDonald's bathroom. I can guarantee you it probably wasn't a pretty scene. So, I mean, nobody That's makes that choice. That's an emergency situation, right. exactly. I think. Exactly. I mean, rare it is the, the occasion that I'm actually inside of McDonald's. I mean, I go there plenty for food and for my children. But uh, I haven't been inside a McDonald's in forever, let alone inside a McDonald's bathroom. But I appreciate the sentiment, I guess. Even not somebody who is uh, afraid or of public restrooms and that sort of thing. I would look at a fast food restaurant, you know, bathroom like, right. that's, no, this has to be an emergency situation. Like something bad is about to happen in my pants Yeah, exactly. if I don't get in there. Or it's a digital underground situation where you're getting busy. One of the two. But that the only... Well, listen, I didn't say it. Digital Underground did. Yeah, once got busy in the Burger King right. bathroom. It's right. crazy. 
Uh, but if you are going to Japan, that is something that you need to be on the lookout for. You can clean your phone that way, or you can do what Big J did, and that is buy your own personal phone sanitizer, so it's not nearly as gross as you think it might be. Now, why can't we just take UV showers? Uh, we're probably getting close. Uh, bathe us in light, although I'm sure we'll find out that the UV is causing some sort of awful thing against us as well. Great. Uh, there, you remember, there are, we need UV protection from the sun, so it's not 100% great. Which is probably why you don't want to be touching your okay. phone and it's in a closed case when you do the UV uh, actual cleansing of it. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Coming up, Big J's got a movie review for you. He'll let you know how the invitation from Netflix was next on the X-Rocks. <laughs> that's the Foo Fighters. That's the Pretender here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Yesterday, right around this time, you guys selected a movie for Big J to watch as part of Streaming Dumbass. It was called The Invitation. It is available for you to watch on Netflix, one of the more popular movies on there right now. Big J partook last night. What do you think, my friend? Yeah, well, I mean, the entire time, like, I'm watching the movie, I can't get Lamb of God's song Redneck out of my head because there's a line in there. Uh, this is a mother bleep and invitation. Uh-huh. It's great. Uh, great song. Anyways, uh, it stars uh, Natalie Emmanuel, uh, who you might recognize from Game of Thrones. Fast and Furious. Uh, Fast and Furious and uh, Maze Runner movies and Army of Thieves. So she is top notch. And some other folks in this you probably haven't seen or heard of before. Um, and basically, she is um, she's an artist. So she works with clay and uh, she she makes pottery and those sort of things. But her job, she is um, she's kind of a, a waiter for uh, for you know a grand ballroom kind of thing. And she's at this event. And um, and after the event is over, there's a, like this gift bag that's left over that she gets, and it's a DNA thing. And so she submits to this DNA thing and finds out that she's got uh, some family going way, way back, and they kind of contact her, and they want her to come over to England for this wedding that's about to happen. They contact her out of the blue? Yeah. Uh, yes. That's, so that's red flag number one. Yeah, red flag number one. So they, they uh, she, she decides reluctantly to go over and check it out, and, you know, it's this posh, very upper you know, society kind of thing, and she's a little uncomfortable, and the guy who owns the place, his name is DeVille, uh, he takes an interest in her, and so there's some, uh, you know, like, romantic interplay here, but something is weird is going on, and it, you know it's kind of a horror movie when you start to get in there. What I like about this movie so much is that it's not in your face about what the end result is. And I think that changes some perception sometimes, especially way, the way I think this kind of movie uh, is. There's a lot of different kinds of this movie out there, but you don't, you don't. I don't even want to say what it is in the end because I thought that they did such a great job at, at it. And, and you know, halfway through, I'm like, I'm mildly interested, but then once you get to that halfway point, I'm like, what's going on here? This is I'm intrigued by what's happening, and I really enjoyed the movie. Can you explain, without ruining the movie, how it's a horror film? Because, again, I'm not getting any horror, any <clears throat> elements. From I don't want to ruin stuff. it because I think that, to me, that's the part that I thought was so cool is how they revealed what was going on. Okay. And that it was subtle, and then in the end, I'll say here, this is what IMDb describes the movie as, because it's a little different than Netflix. A young woman is courted and swept off her feet only to realize a gothic conspiracy is afoot. So it had nothing to do with their family in that particular breakdown. Okay. Uh, well, no, it does, but but yes. Well, I mean, in that in that yes. thing, it, there's so, no mention of the family or any of that I, stuff. I got some really cool vibes from it, especially at, at the ending and everything, and I'm like, ah, I hope they make another movie. Uh, okay, so it does set up a possible sequel. It yeah. sounds like you're approving the invitation. Definitely. I think you should see this movie. If you like horror movies, uh, this is definitely one you should put on your list. All right. Big J uh, has officially approved the invitation and says it's definitely worth Didn't your time. I think so at the beginning, and then halfway through, I'm like, what's going on? Okay, this is cool. Those are the best kind of movies yeah. where you don't think they're going to be any good than being amazing. So check it out. It is available for you to stream on Netflix if you're so inclined. It is called The Invitation. It's officially Big J approved. <laughs> Stuff. Hey, what's going on in the news today? The morning after with Nick and Big J. Big J, they did a recent poll and found that the average American has about 11 negative thoughts a day. So good to know I'm way ahead of the curve. Just 11, huh? Yeah, that's what I thought too. <laughs> 34% felt like they let themselves down on a fairly consistent basis and most of their thoughts are negative about themselves. 32% worry about disappointing others. Some of you should worry more about that. 
Negative or intrusive thoughts, otherwise known as thought distractions, will be experienced by most of the population at some point in their lives. This is nothing new, according to most psychologists. We have a lot of self-doubt that creeps in. But a busy lifestyle, practicing mindfulness, repeating positive affirmations, those are some ways to help prevent negative thoughts from derailing you from what you're doing or what you want to do or whatever goal you may have. Easier said than done sometimes, as we talk about here on this show a lot. But having a positive mental outlook, especially about yourself, is uh, very good for mental health, Big Jim. Yeah. And not necessarily that you need to be a narcissist or an egomaniac, but at least having a little bit of confidence in some things can go a very long way. And sometimes you need to turn those negative thoughts into positive ones, right, Big J? Absolutely. Now, if somebody could teach me how to do that, that'd be great. But we're getting there, man. It's a process, isn't it? You gotta change your whole Yeah, you gotta way do the thinking. work. Do the work. As they say in therapy every week. Big J, the NCAA uh, wants to maybe, just maybe, expand the top level of its college sports, but they're looking to grab the attention of the common fan. They filed a 22-page report yesterday that recommends a variety of changes to the top level of college sports. The committee recommends about 25% of the teams be sponsored by at least 200 schools to compete in a championship event. So that opens up the door to possible expansion of March Madness basketball tournaments from 68 to as many as 90 teams in the tournament. And expanding the tournaments is not imminent and might not be likely in the near future even if the recommendation is adopted. Basically what they're saying is if you want people to care, you've got to involve in more average schools. Schools that are a little bit lower down to give them at least what seems like a puncher's chance. It's kind of what college football playoffs are doing. They're expanding it to give a lot of other teams that wouldn't necessarily have a chance in the semifinals the way it's put together now a little bit more, at least a puncher's chance. Otherwise, listen, we wouldn't be having a TCU in the national championship game. Right, right. Uh, now, granted, they are in a large conference. They're in the Big 12. It's a little bit different, but it's it's all about the power schools and all the. That's why Alabama's in the mix every single year, and LSU and now Georgia. It's always the same. But I mean, TCU hasn't been there long. No, no, you very know, true. So they they've kind of you know. They've come from the bottom for the most part and really gone up to that top tier. Yes, yes. They have absolutely 100% earned it, and I don't think anything anybody's trying to take anything away. But no, I mean, yeah. they are they are 12-point underdogs in the national championship game, so uh, not a lot of people giving them a chance against the defending champion, Georgia. But the point is, you know, you think TCU fans would care about the national championship game if they weren't in it? The answer is no. The more schools you get involved in this thing, regardless of how big the initial pot is, the more likely people are to be involved in your sport, which helps on a collegiate level. And that's why they're thinking about it. Not to say that it will happen, but they're thinking about it. I mean, listen, it wasn't too long ago the tournament was just 64 teams, right? As long as they get rid of play-in games, which I think is the dumbest part about this thing, just let them be a part of the tournament and reseed everybody. The four play-in games are goofy as hell. Big J, congratulations to your friends in Metallica. The song Enter Sandman has been streamed over 1 billion times on the platform Spotify. That is the 28th song to pass the billion download mark, and almost all of them, Big J, that have passed a billion on Spotify are rock songs. Uh, ACDC's got three of them. Linkin Park's got two. Uh, Oasis has one. You got Queen. They have four. Radiohead's got one. Chili Peppers have two. Uh, and this is the first, of course, by Metallica to get a billion downloads. Nirvana Smells Like Teen Spirit is there, so you wonder why that's still around. It gets a billion on Spotify, which is something you can skip anytime you want to. Enter Sandman, of course, the lead single that was pulled from the Black Album, Big J, the fifth album from Metallica. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much a staple at this point at their uh, their concerts. And Jason Newstead, you remember him, former guest of the morning after, our friend? Of course. Was talking about how he wasn't sure exactly how fans were going to take to a song like Enter Sandman at first. To me, it didn't register until we played it in front of people, really. I mean, I knew the radio liked it and all that kind of thing, but until you're right there and the crowd is louder than the PA doing that thing, that's how you find out is by everybody clapping along to it and singing along to it. That's how you get you, you know, you've... Do you uh do you sing along to Metallica songs when you see them in concert, Big J? Some of them, sure. Uh, which ones are guaranteed to get some Big J vocals? Uh, Enter Sandman. All right, this one gets it, huh? Battery. Light. 
All right. All right. I like it. Master uh, of Puppets. I mean, it's hard not to do master, master. Because lyrics aren't exactly your strong suit, so I wonder. You shut up. Well, I'm, I'm not saying it's not a critique. It's a fact. And I'm just wondering. Yeah, but you don't need to throw in my face. No, I'm not throwing in your failings, face. I'm just, it's not a failing. I'm just wondering how much you sing along. Is it just like the hook? Or? Yeah, barely sometimes. Okay. Just to, probably uh, just a couple of Neanderthal words. Just grunts. Or a phrase. <clears throat> like one phrase. Enter light. Enter night. Got it. Got it. Because you did. You, you try to get the lyrics right, though. I guess is your point. Like, like you just messed up now, but that was just an accident, right? right? True, Morning sure after was. with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X rocks. Thailand is where we are going for today's We're Going to Hell story, but I'm going to need you to put yourself in a particular situation, Big J, and see how this would play out in your world before we find out how it played out in real life, okay? Okay. You enjoy road trips from time to time, right? Oh, yeah. Getting in the car and going for a ride. Let's say that you and the missus decide to go on a road trip together. Say, uh, instead of flying, you want to go to California or whatever. So it's a long road trip, okay? Okay. Something that takes most of the day. You get in the car, you stop to go to the bathroom, you fuel up, you get in the car, you drive away. And uh, you think, boy, it sure is a quiet ride (laughs) all of a sudden. You don't give any think of it, and you realize after about 100 miles, hey, uh, where's my wife? After 100 miles? After 100 miles. Uh... So let's now keep in mind you've been gone. You have not forgotten her. You left her on purpose. You have have been gone an hour and a half. Then you have to turn around an hour. So it's three hours now you've been without her in the car. No. Her phone and everything is in the car. She has no way to get a hold of you. You pull up three hours later. What hell would you incur upon your life now and forever? I mean, yeah. That would be it, maybe. Do you think that's a deal breaker? I, 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 I would be a little pissed if it was in the other way around. <laughs> I agree. I think whoever got left behind has a very valid argument to be upset. I'm not arguing against that. I'm just wondering, is that a relationship ender for a fairly solid relationship? And I feel like it's got a foundation to be exactly that. Yeah, how do you not know your partner is missing for an hour and a half. Now, let me explain uh, the actual situation and how it played out. Okay. Same thing. Uh, a husband named Pahum Chindon was on the road with his wife in Thailand on Christmas Day, and uh, he stopped to go to the bathroom. Uh, before he stopped to the, go to the bathroom to go inside, his wife, who had been sitting next to him, said, you know what? I think once we actually fuel up, I'm going to crawl in the back and take a nap. Ah, and okay. so he got in the car, didn't think anything because his wife wasn't next to him. He thought maybe she had crawled in the back and decided to take a nap. When really, she went to the restroom herself. Exactly. When really she was inside and when he he just left without saying, hey, hon, you ready to go? I mean, even that, she's not falling asleep in that amount of time. I think doing a head check when you're on the road is a pretty good idea no matter what. But she was stranded with no money, no phone. She had to actually wait there for a while, and then the gas station closed, so she had to walk 13 miles to a police station to wait for her husband then to pick her up, which he did there. But the two have been married for 27 years, and she says she's thinking about getting a divorce. And I think she has a valid reason. That's all I'm saying. Like, I mean, even yeah. if you think she's in the back sleeping, I think turning around or doing a check or just to make sure is common courtesy. And to be gone for an hour and a half without even, like, looking in your rearview mirror to see if your wife is sleeping seems egregious to me. Or at least willfully obtuse. One of the two, I'm not sure which is worse. Well, 27 years. Yeah, it's willfully obtuse. You think it's just like, yeah. God, finally some peace and quiet. My yeah. God. Lucky. I mean, she doesn't snore, apparently. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You could have drowned that out with music as well. But uh, not a good look, everybody. So let this be a lesson to you. If you were on the road trip with somebody, specifically a significant other, make sure they're in the car before you go anywhere. Now, in today's modern age, it's fairly rare that they would be without a phone or some way to communicate with you. But there is a chance if you're going to, you know, just making a quick pit stop, they leave their phone in the car. And if you leave with it, that's it. Game, set, match, right? Yeah. Because, I mean, you know, unless you're lucky, you have your other significant other phone number memorized. 
but not in today's day and age. I wouldn't be shocked if somebody wouldn't be able to recall that if they're just stuck somewhere to give somebody a phone call. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Don't learn the hard way. Learn the we're going to hell way. Coming up in a few short minutes, we got ourselves some important stuff as well as your pop culture smackdown is on the way as well. It's the X Rocks. That is Three Days Grace. I hate everything about you here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. You know, one thing that may have gone the way of the dodo recently, or at least over the last couple of years, thanks to the pandemic and other things, small talk, Big J. It's a little bit more difficult to get a conversation going these days than it has been in years past, because for a while there, we weren't around a whole lot of people. You understand? Yeah, you got to stay in practice, I guess. Now, uh, back when the pandemic was still going on and sometimes in the early parts of the release of that, there was a little thing called book clubs. You remember these, Big J? Yeah. People would get together. They would read books. They would then talk about it. Also talk about matters of the day. You ever been part of a book club? No. Never? No. Even like maybe in school or anything? No, but if there was like a a Jack Reacher book club. You think I'd, you I'd can be get into that, that started? Yeah, yeah. You no, I don't, I don't want to start that. Because <laughs> then you, you're got to you got to be organized stuff, and you got to be in charge. No, I don't sure. want to start. I Understood. No longer the responsibility of starting a book club, but you wouldn't mind being in a book club for specific books. Is what you're telling me. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe you'd be more into this because book clubs are getting a little bit less popular and people are turning into to di- different kinds of things, specifically food. Big J, one of the big things that's happening now are soup groups. Have you heard of these? Uh, no, but I can imagine what that is. Yeah, it's exactly the same as a book club, basically. Instead of you sit down to dissecting a new book, Man. you end up bringing a soup to a party and everybody has different types of soups. I just made a killer soup, like the whole family complimented me on what it. What kind of soup was it? It was a uh, ham and potato soup. <laughs> it sounds delicious. I'll tell you yeah. what, and, and the reason why I'm bringing this up is because thanks to my battle with COVID over like a three-week stretch... All I have eaten is different types of soups. Yeah, yeah, cans of soup. Yes, <laughs> no, absolutely. Either. None you of it is making, homemade. Like, oh, Nobody was making soup yeah. in my house for me. But I probably should have. I feel like a jerk. I, I, it, what it has done, it has rekindled my love affair with because I love soup. Yeah. I do. I love soup. I never get it. I never get it at a restaurant, I, even though it's offered up sometimes. I don't, and I don't know why. And every time I have it, particularly, uh, you know, a particular type of soup, a couple of brands and flavors I'm really partial to, but I'll have pretty much any soup as long as it doesn't have something in there that I'm allergic to. I love different types of soups and enjoy it, and so I can see myself getting into it. Now, the flip side to that is, of course, ain't nobody going to want to jump on board when I'm bringing Progresso soup to a soup group, but... If you know how to make soup, this could be an interesting way for you to expand your horizons a little bit. It's not hard. Well, it can be. It depends on what kind of soup you're making. I mean... Like, I I have been a part of, like, I couldn't tell you how I did it, but I've made chicken dumpling soup that was absolutely delicious, but I just followed a recipe is what it boiled down to, and none of it resonated with me, so none of that I remember. But I do know that, like, it takes some time to build up a good broth if you want to do it truly from scratch. But it does interest me, and to have these conversations and to learn about different soups out there, it'd probably be pretty interesting for a dork like me that likes this kind of stuff. Some nerd... Now, not everybody likes soup. I know several people that think soup is disgusting. There's something about a consistency to it that they don't like soups and stews, and I suppose that's okay, but if you're into it, this could be an alternative, because book clubs sound nerdy. Soup groups, however, all of a sudden Big J's raising the eyebrows. There's nothing like a good broth, you know? like flavorful and just woof. Yeah. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. So think about it, won't you? Maybe now, again, you don't have to organize it, but maybe you can do some searching for soup groups and bring your ham and potato soup next mm-hmm. time to some. Now you don't want to share your stuff? No. Jeez, man. How rude. As long as it's your family, I guess it's okay. That's right. Everybody else is not allowed to have your I official don't want that judgment ham and potato soup. You'd probably be surprised when people think. More probably like after. to hear the truth for once. <laughs> Nick and Big J, there's your soup update. It's everything you ever wanted to know. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. I know you don't personally have a lot of experience with it, but you're an Apple family, Big J. A lot of people in your household have Apple products. Agree or disagree? Oh, yeah, and it's a constant uh, attempt to get me into the fold. Uh, why is that, you think, that they want to pressure you into that kind of well, stuff? Well, there's a couple reasons. I mean, A, would... Uh, you know, I mean, uh, when it comes to messaging, iMessage, uh, FaceTime, those sort of things, 
with amongst the whole family together. Uh huh. Would make it a little more. Well, um, you guys already have a group messaging thing. Would it make that much yeah, of a difference? Yeah, oh, apparently it does. That's what they keep telling you. Yes. Uh, they don't want you to show up as a green bubble anymore in their yeah yeah exactly in their, in their chat exactly it makes you seem like they're less than or you're less than them. Well, uh, if you uh, if they have uh, iPhone products or any kind of Apple products that need battery replacements, how often do they do that? Do they need a lot? I, I don't think that that happens very often. Because this story is making it sound like a big deal. <clears throat> the Apple is increasing the amount of money that it costs for the batteries for their products by twenty dollars a piece, beginning in about two weeks. So. If you have an older model phone or you have a phone that goes through something or an Apple product that goes through batteries pretty quick and you find yourself buying new ones a lot, you may want to stock up because uh, any uh, iPhone from the iPhone X to the iPhone 13, the battery prices are rising from $69 to $89 for a battery. So something to keep in mind if you have an iPhone SE or 8 or a classic design, they're also going up 20 bucks from $49 to $69. And so now it's something that you need to learn. If you want a battery for a brand new iPhone, uh, it's about $99 just for those currently. So, uh, although it's one of those deals where, like, if I, maybe it's just I'm lucky, but if I get to a point where I know I'm going to need a new battery, it's time for a new phone. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, I, and I think that's the whole reason that some of this price hike is happening. It's like, you know what? Time for you to buy a new yeah, iPhone, you I mean. idiots. Even though those work just fine, they want you to buy a new one, and that's a good way to get you to do well, it. Well, and it's the same way with slowing down the speed yes, and, and all that. And, and I course. think that Android users have that happen to them as well. Yes. That's just the nature of it. And the my, way my these phone is getting to be three to four years old. Yeah, now it's time. I mean, the, that's the way these, these companies stay in business. It, it's, it, believe me, they're not in the battery business. They're in the get you to buy the whatever new product they have out business, and that's the way they I, do it. I swear to God, every time I'm about ready, just, okay, fine, you guys win. Get me the new iPhone. Get me a watch, etc. Then something like this comes up, and it infuriates me that I have to be stuck into this thing where you have to do, you know, this, the restrictions on what's in the store for the Apple, the App Store, uh-huh. and just stuff like that. You have to do certain things in order to live and exist. I literally just got a new phone like three months ago, and I thought about transferring over to Apple as well. But it really, what it boiled down to was. I have all this stuff on this phone with all work stuff and all that kind of stuff saved over, and it's so much easier just to transfer it over to a new one than it is to start from scratch on some now, things like email and all that kind of stuff. To their credit, a lot of that stuff, a lot of the, um, you know, uh, Apple, you know, PC kind of thing is a little easier to use. So, you know, Chrome and Google and Gmail, sure. all that stuff is easier to use in an Apple, you know, arena now than it used to be i agree but we have things like outlook that are saved to our phones and other business apps that we use for work that saved all of them that has all my data on and it's just like god i i sometimes i just want to take the path of least resistance and that's what i ended up doing big j you know we're midway through the nba season because zion williamson is out with three weeks for a hamstring sprain he is once again injured he's injured again yes he has played 29 of 37 games this season for new orleans but uh, he did miss two games in late October and all of last season with an injury, so he's going to take almost a month off here and see if he can come back just in time for a playoff push. Uh, do you think Jim Harbaugh is going to leave Michigan for the NFL, Big J? Yeah, at some point. Uh, yeah. The Panthers apparently are talking to him about it, even though last year he made it absolutely plainly clear that he wasn't going to go back to the NFL. That may have changed. Also, there are rumors that the Broncos could be involved in some conversations with him as well. So he may end up back in the NFL in some way, somehow, after getting burned by the Vikings last year. We'll see if it ends up working out for him. Big J, uh, if you are a System of a Down fan, this is not good news for you. John Doleman was talking about on a podcast about the future of the band, and he says that basically uh, it was a bad idea for the band to stick along with Serge Tankian. Uh, back in 2006, when the band really kind of had some troubles creatively, it was pretty clear, he says, that Serge didn't want to be a part of the group anymore, and they should have replaced him back in 2006, and now it's too late to do anything. But uh, he wishes that they would have replaced Serge and created new music, which makes me very sad as I am a System of a Down fan, and I know there were creative differences between Surge and Darren and all that kind of stuff going into it, but uh, man, when you see this band live and they put on a show, uh, it shows you all the cool stuff that they would have been capable of, and the world has missed out on some really, probably great and important music from System of a Down, although the same could probably be said for Rage Against the Machine as well. 
Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff for the 8 o'clock hour. On the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Yeah, and hitting an inning factory on uh, February 21st. they got Fit for a King coming. Uh, they're going to put on a hell of a show, and uh, they've got some bands coming with them. going to be Metal Fest, if you know what I'm talking about. We'll get you set up with those tickets if you can beat me in Pop Culture Smackdown. Let me give you our phone number. It is 208-287-1003 if you'd like to play a little game called Pop Culture Smackdown this morning. Now, you are going to have to know something about one of Big J's favorite topics, which is food, if you want to get on to some further rounds. We'll see if you can pull this kind of stuff off. How are you feeling today knowing that's the topic, Big J? I, I don't know. We'll Hello. see. Hello, the X. Hello. Good morning, man. What's your name? Jake. Jake, you're up first, Jake. Today is National Spaghetti Day because everything has to have a national hey. day. So we want to know what president is credited with bringing spaghetti here to America? Was it Teddy Roosevelt, Martin Van Buren, or Thomas Jefferson? Teddy Roosevelt. Teddy Roosevelt is incorrect, but... I mean, a good guess. Certainly one of three. Hello, the X. Hey, good morning. How are you? Good, man. What president is credited with bringing spaghetti to America? Teddy Roosevelt, Martin Van Buren, or Thomas Jefferson? Uh, Teddy Roosevelt. Teddy Roosevelt. Incorrect. Thank you, though. Hello, the X. Hello? Hey, what president credited with bringing spaghetti to America? Teddy Roosevelt, Martin Van Buren, or Thomas Jefferson? Martin Van Buren. Martin Van Buren. No, how is this possible? They had spaghetti that long ago? Yeah. Hello, the X. Never would have guessed. How's it going, man? Good, man. We need to know what president is credited with beginning with bringing spaghetti to America. Teddy Roosevelt, Martin Van Buren, or Thomas Jefferson? Jefferson. That is correct. Right. Thomas Jefferson credited with bringing spaghetti to America. Big J, we were just talking about the BBC. Back in the year 1957, the BBC thought it would be funny to prank viewers back in the day by telling them what lie about spaghetti that some people still believe because of this report. Was it that it grows on trees? Was it that it was being made illegally in the country or that it's good for the male sex drive? I'm going to go if it's good for the male sex drive. That's always a good line to tell. No, I'm sorry, that was not... They were talking about sex drives back in 1957. I don't, I don't believe think. that at all. Uh, the answer is they told viewers that it grows on trees. And right. they believed them <laughs> that pasta and spaghetti in particular grows on trees. It does not, Big J. It's made by hardworking people in a kitchen. Congratulations, man. flour and eggs. You got yourself all set and good to hey. go. You're going to go check out Fit for a King there on uh, the 21st of next month at the Knitting Factory. Hold on. Uh, that is our uh, Italian stereotype that we throw out anytime an Italian word is mentioned on this show. You ever made your own pasta? I have never made pasta from... That's not true. I have been a part of making pasta from scratch in my grandmother's kitchen, but right. never myself doing it uh, on my own. I always felt like it was sacrilegious for me to try to duplicate what she was able to do in a kitchen. So no, I have never really on my own created my own pasta. I don't really have, uh, you know, I'm thinking about it a lot. I don't even have like a rolling pin. I don't think I could flatten it out as much as it needs to. Lord knows I don't have a pasta making machine. Have you? No. Mr. Mr. From Scratch? Yeah, no. no it's, it's not, I mean, it's. you're right. There's not a lot of ingredients, but in order to make it good and well and not dry it out, it's actually not exactly the easiest thing in the world to do. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your pop culture smackdown headlines are next on the X Rocks. On the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Headlines are as follows. Hey, Jesus. Not how that works and save your money. Hey, Jesus. Jesus Christ, Big J. You ever heard of him? Yes. He has made another public appearance, this time inside of a felled tree. A 16-year-old kid in Ireland working as an apprentice for a tree removal service helped to cut down a tree and was stunned to see what appeared to be the image of Jesus inside of a branch. Caleb Johnson, who's got a very Irish name, says, As my colleagues were cutting the branch, it fell on the floor and I instantly noticed the face of Jesus. Well, I looked at it and thought, Oh my God! It was amazing. You could see the eyes, the beard, and everything. Now, Johnson says he's not religious himself, but he, after seeing Jesus in a tree branch, he may be considering all of his options. Because the image of Christ has appeared in a lot of unusual places, including a pancake, Big J, Walmart receipts, even a Cheeto. So, uh, Jesus truly is omnipresent and everywhere. How does it feel? Yeah, feels great. It would make sense he'd be hanging out in a tree, right? Yeah. 
I mean, he feels like he's very close to nature, likes that kind of stuff. I feel like uh, Jesus is much more likely to appear in a tree than he would say a Cheeto. I'll put it that way. Or a pancake. Yes. Pancake feels like a real waste of Jesus' time. Even a Walmart receipt, if we're being honest. He's got things to do and people to see. He doesn't have time for that stuff. He's going to be found in nature, not in these manufactured things. Not how that works or save your money. Uh, Save your money. Big J, you've been engaged. Agree or disagree? Yeah. Uh, Successfully. Engagement rings are expensive. Agree or disagree? Yeah. Uh, what if I told you that most ladies out there could care less whether or not their engagement ring has a diamond in it? What do you think about that? Um, okay. They talked to 5,000 women, uh, all of them from all age groups, and basically said, Hey, listen, if somebody proposed to you with, like, let's say, a wedding band as opposed to a ring, would that have affected the way that you feel about the proposal? 86% said, you know what? It's fine with giving me some sort of engagement ring. It doesn't necessarily have to have a diamond. Now, younger generations are more open to alternative rings than the older generations are. The older you are, the more likely it is you're going to want a diamond on that finger to prove uh, your man worthy of whatever it is that you're carrying around. But if you're younger, apparently you're cool with like just a band or some sort of even other thing. It doesn't even necessarily have to be a ring. That's how open they are to this kind of stuff. So maybe you don't need three months' salary in order to get married anymore, Big J. Yeah, wouldn't that, that be nice? Exactly. exactly. Yeah, just use a junk ring. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, you can just find one out of like a, apparently like a grocery store uh, bubble thing and you'll be fine and good to go. It's the thought that counts, I guess, is what it boils down to, which is always nice to hear. I don't believe it. Well, I think it depends on the person for sure. But I do believe that part of, depending on the situation, if there's some sort of, you know, fairy tale wedding that's involved in this whole story, you know, going the whole nine is going to be part of yeah. the deal as well. Wrap it up with not how that works. Two suspects in Florida found themselves in custody after one of them allegedly called 911 because they wanted help from police in committing a burglary. That's not what police do, you guys. Mm, opposite of that. While talking to police officers, one suspect said she had called 911 to ask law enforcement to help them move some stolen belongings from one house to another. They also would hope that the police would give them a ride to the airport. And they wanted to spend the weekend in New York after committing the robbery, and they thought the police would help. Now, deputies did help with the belongings as well as giving them a ride, but wasn't to the airport and it wasn't from one place to the other. Uh, They went to jail, Big J. That's where police will take you if you uh, basically are calling them from the middle of a crime, which is what these people did. I'm guessing whoever was involved in making that phone call was not of sound mind and body at the time of the phone call. Yeah, no, probably not. Probably under the influence of something that made them think the cops would help them steal. Uh, unless they have a number that we don't have, Big J. That's not going to happen. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your headlines. You're up to date on all the things you need to know. Must feel pretty good. That's Green Day Time, your life here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. You are a gentleman that likes the latest in culinary technology, Big J. But now you're even saying ovens have gone too far? Yeah, this is, seems to, a bit much. Now, we're right on the cusp here, uh, Nick, of the first in-person CES uh, Consumer Electronics Show uh, in many years. And so uh, CES 23 kicks off tomorrow in Las Vegas. And I'm sure this will be a, a big deal there. Uh, as this is an article about, uh, about this. But Samsung has developed a new high-tech oven, Nick. And it's not so much some of these features that I, I find like it's, it's gone too far, but they've got like air sous vide. So sous vide, you know, is cooking in water. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's an exact temperature. So now they've got it where this is something that is, is uh, it's called the Bespoke AI, by the way. Okay. Um, so it, it, uh, it, it will cook at a certain temperature for, I mean, exact temperature. That's how you get the sous vide part. Uh, and all of those features are interesting. But, you know, the world of food... Uh, and food porn, the pictures are important, Nick. <laughs> this has a camera inside of it. What? Inside the oven. Yeah, no. That can take pictures. What's more, <laughs> Nick, is you can live stream what's happening in your oven. Now, there's a particular reason that they, they do this, that, that this is here, so that the oven can detect through the camera if you're burning something. 
Wouldn't uh, so there should be easier ways to detect whether well, I'm you're... sure there is, but this is you know they're just folding yes. in new technology, so it can detect all kinds of things thanks to the camera. But you could also use this to share, and you can live stream what you're cooking from inside your oven. That's what I think is taking things a little too far. Yeah, I mean, but I, I guess I won't put anything past live streaming anymore because there's a lot of stuff out there that I'm like, there's no way people are going to watch that happening, and they do watch it happen. And so I'm thinking like, there's no way. Anybody's going to watch a turkey get roasted, oh, but I bet you they will. You what? Come Thanksgiving yeah. Day in 2023, somebody's going to be using the Samsung bespoke AI oven to say, hey, this is how you cook. Maybe it'll be Bobby Flay. I don't know. Do you have any smart appliances, full stop? Like, is your fridge smart or anything like that? I mean, yes. I mean, to a certain degree. Not like crazy smart, but. What does it do? Uh, let's see. You can you can check um, what what's going on. Like if there's problems with the fridge, uh, and I can tell it to you know make more ice than usual, that sort of thing. Okay. Uh, our uh, washer is uh, or our dryer is also connected to this smartly, but we don't really use it. I mean, it's not like it's not like upper tier smart. Yeah, because I've like know? kicked it around and I'm like it would just be <clears throat> wasted on me. I wouldn't use it for what it's supposed to be used for, nor as many times as it probably should be used. So why would I spend the extra six hundred dollars on something that that I would use so limitedly? It doesn't make any sense fiscally for me to yeah. do so. But do you find yourself using it more than you thought you no, would? No, okay. hardly, so. hardly ever use it. And and some of those fridge, you know, smart fridges and things like yeah. that. Like why would you? I don't get it. I don't understand. I don't either. I don't. Uh, all I feel, feel like it is is just another thing to like suck on the teat of my Wi-Fi that's already questionable at best because there's so many devices connected to it as it is. Right. It's like, why would I need other arms connected to this thing? It's like a Hydra as we're going forward anyway. I'm not sure why I want more things tethered to it, but it's a possibility for you. I'm guessing it also probably isn't cheap to something that we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I didn't even see a price here. Yeah. But, it, well, uh, it's CES, so it's already out of our price range. Almost guaranteed. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Coming up in a few minutes, free stuff from us. We're going to do bad impressions next on the x Rocks. So far, I'm not impressed. On the Morning After with Nick and Big J. And Bad Impressions brought to you by Treasure Valley Subaru. More than just Subaru, they're the Idaho Center pre-owned Superstore, and we got tickets for you at the Knitting Factory, May, or I'm sorry, not May, uh, February 21st. We've got Fit for King coming in to headline his show going to be metal it's going to be awesome we'll get you set up with tickets to that if you can figure out bad impressions and i think i think it'll take three clues oh damn Big and if G. you don't get it on the third clue you're an idiot whoa the gauntlet has been thrown down not yeah. only is it going to take you all three but he's calling you dumb if you can't figure it out 208-287-1003 answer big j's challenge throw him in the dirt below the x hey <laughs> what's up man what's your name dirt. Jordan. All right, right. Jordan, here we go. I ditched a morning after interview the morning I was nominated for an Oscar for my role in The Hurt Locker. I know who that is. Okay, next. I've been tearing it up for years in the MCU as Avenger Hawkeye. That'd be Jeremy Renner. Yeah, got it in two. Good job, Jordan. Take that, Big J. Hang on one second. We'll hook you up with the Fit for a King tickets. What was Clue 3, the obvious one? Sorry, no such thing as Jeremy Renner hot sauce. Thanks, Glass Onion. And uh, why is Jeremy Renner in the news? Well, we talked about this yesterday. Obviously, he was seriously injured uh, in an accident uh, a couple days ago uh, with the snowplow, his snowplow. So we have more information on what exactly happened. And I like Jeremy Renner a lot. He he seems to be a really good dude. I saw him on an episode of uh, the Property Brothers. They have the show called uh, Celebrity IOU, (laughs) where basically they they take um, uh, like a celebrity and somebody that they want to remodel or their home or whatever and they do it up and so jeremy renner did that a long time ago and he's owned this property up in near reno for quite some time and um he's got a bunch of machinery and snow plow he he helps plow snow for the small city that's right there and the mayor is very thankful for his help for that and what would happen is he was kind of plowing out his area and helping some family members get out from where they were but there was somebody else who was stuck in an embankment and he was trying to help them get out of that by you know using the snowplow uh-huh. and um he gotten out of the snowplow and then it started to roll backwards and he tried to get in 
and that's how he got ended up getting uh, run over by, run over by his, his family was there so oh. they witnessed the whole thing luckily with the, the neighbor that was right there was he's a doctor and so they put on a tourniquet and they got you know flew in and everybody and and you know he posted uh on social media yesterday that he's pretty messed up but he's on the recovery so we'll hope for the best didn't know this either he likes to collect fire trucks so he's got a fire truck collection because he's also helps out and has a bunch of fire trucks up at his place he's like a real life avenger i know in case there's a fire nearby yeah yeah exactly Mr. Plow is an Avenger. So I, I I don't know. I mean, when they say extensive injuries, I mean, I, I hope he doesn't lose a leg. I don't know. It I didn't mean, sound good, though. It I'll doesn't, tell you that. and uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, I'm I'm hanging in there for Jeremy Renner. And I wish he had his own hot sauce. Uh, maybe one day. Well, listen, now, if he's smart, he turns it into a hot sauce and sells a bunch. That's the way he does I would it. love to know that story of why... Brian Johnson picked Jeremy Renner. There has to be some sort of friendship there, for sure, because he loves doing stuff with his friends. Like, you know the Joseph Gordon-Levitt thing. Like, he's in every movie. He's the voice of the, the dong in the uh, in the gla- in the new Glass. I did not movie. know that. No. So, yeah, he's in every single one of Ryan Johnson's movies in some way, shape, or form. Same with the guy that's uh, also in the movie as, like, the, uh, the, 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 the bum that's kind of living on the property. Oh, he's yeah. also in all of his movies as well. They grew up together. So I was wondering about that, too. There's some sort of weird connection with everything that he does. Morning After with Nick Big J, we wrap up the show here next on the X Rocks. That's the latest from the Smashing Pumpkins Beguiled here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. That's going to wrap things up for us today. That's it. Thanks for hanging out with us. Big J did officially approve and uh, pretty soundly the movie The Invitation, which is available for you to watch on Netflix as part of Streaming Dumbass. So if you'd like to check it out, Big J certainly recommends that you do so. We reminded you to make sure you keep your head on a swivel if you're on a road trip so that you don't leave your wife of 27 years behind and then drive 100 miles without her not knowing she wasn't in the car, as you will probably not be married for 28 years if that does happen to you. So a nice little service reminder. And we also talked about soups and ovens today. We're all over the map, baby. That's why you love us. Big J, that leaves you with the floor. Uh, If you're looking for something in 2023 to keep a smile on your face or something to consider doing, uh, how about a trip to L.A.? To Super Mar or Super Nintendo World, uh, Universal Studios Hollywood. That thing's going to open up here at some point in this year, and uh, they say it's an experience that you're not going to a place that is about video games or play video games. You're in a video game. Oh, great! Yeah, there's a bunch of like really active stuff that you can do in there that yeah. like make you be like your Mario. Is it? Do you know? Is it an additional charge or is it part of Universal Studios? Yeah, that part I don't know. Because, you know, like you can go to Universal Studios, or, but like Legoland is separate and you got to pay separate to get in. That could be like that deal. And it would depend on what is in there and what you're up to. But listen, here's what I also know. It ain't going to be cheap, no matter whether it's part of it or it's not. It'll cost you some money. Any interest, Big J, in being in your own video game? Uh, Yeah, but not necessarily Super Mario. Never was Super Mario fan you're not much of a nintendo guy period yeah right? you're right did you ever have one you did right yes, of course uh where did it stop did you have a nintendo N64. 64 i never got to 64 i stopped a super nintendo and then i transferred over to uh playstation but uh for those of you that enjoy it it's coming soon to universal studios near you Next set of X-Rock brought to you by Team Mazda. Easy to get your auto loan pre-approved with Team Mazda's iPreCheck. Just click the big blue button at GoTeamMazda.com. Jason Drew swinging in here next. You guys have a good one. It is the X-Rocks. The Morning After Podcast brought to you by Idaho Advocates. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Make sure you hit them up on their website, IdahoAdvocates.com.